evening and good morning friends all around the world and this is Eric from 4 and this is the Ramble uh, brought to you by Bavaria Yellen Pivo uh, we got uh, someone on a Bacardi Coke we won't mention names but it is Diet Coke and uh, someone who's too knackered to move to, to get himself a beer and I am actually on a Hertog Jan which is a Dutch beer and I can uh, really tell everybody to try it once when you're over here um, Good evening, this is The Ramble, and The Ramble is a show from 4, uh, you can find it at foresight.com, that's F-O-A-R, site.com. Uh, we're also very lively on Twitter, um, we try to do a bit of on, on, on Facebook, and um, we like to dedicate this show to um, our, well, our, our founding father, Joe, um, he's, uh, he's taken a, a well-deserved rest, um, so... Um, Here's to you, mate. Cheers. And uh, with us tonight, it's uh, Mental, it's Fez, it's Jason, and it's Christian. And uh, we won't say that uh, Jason is the one on Diet Coke, the Southern Puff. <laughs> so, cheers, guys. On Joe. Cheers, Eric. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yeah. So, um, well, let, let's get uh, cracking. In the next, well, let's say uh, about an hour, we will talk about, um, well, Fez really wanted to talk about Coutinho, and the thing is that there's no news, and he really wants to talk about the fact there's no news. I gave him a bit of room for that. Um, we will have a bit of a discussion about Emre's contract, and uh, I would like to dive in there on the actual... Um, do we do a release clause or don't we do a release clause as a club? Um, and um, yeah, I want to talk a bit about the fact that we do have a Dejan Lovren, who's uh, a very emotional guy, um, seems to be borderline on, on um, well, I wouldn't call it a depression, but the lad's heavily emotional about a lot of things um, if you've seen this docu documentary um, I suggest you do if you haven't and if you do you know what I'm talking about um, and I want to talk about the criticism players are under um, in, in, in the current climate um, and, and as soon as we have uh, a Gary Speed tragedy, uh, uh, tragedy or, or something similar like uh, like Aaron Lennon uh, we suddenly go well, oh, oh that's terrible um, well, I want to have a discussion about that. So um, that is going to be, well, uh, tw 20 minutes a piece or something. Um, let's get cracking. Uh, Vez, you really wanted to talk about the no news from Phil? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that I'm, well, maybe disgust is a strong word, but but pretty much disgust by, by the so-called fans that have been trashing him because he's suddenly fit to play for Brazil. <laughs> I mean, they all accuse him of, of taking this injury, not wanting to play for the club again and stuff like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. He has been injured. He has come back. He has recovered. The timing of his recovery has been perhaps unfortunate for the club, but that's about it. I don't think there's any cause for anybody to doubt him at this particular moment he is a professional and uh, well in order to get an offer from Barcelona or any other club he needs to stay professional nobody wants an unprofessional player 
in their ranks and uh, there's absolutely no need to trash him and basically uh, we've seen plenty of crap coming from from Spanish media before and uh, we're seeing it now we'll probably be seeing it for for the rest of the season and I don't think there's any real reason to get upset over it. Anytime somebody relays a report from, I don't know, Mundo Deportivo or, or uh, Catalan's Porto or any crappy media outlet like that, people get upset, people start criticizing, spitting on players and stuff like that. Why? Chill out, people. There's nothing happening. And, and even if there is, so what? Players come, players go. We're all happy a player throws a tantrum to get out of their club to, to join us. We all thought that Van Dijk and, and Keita did the right things or were at least sl- slightly happy with the fact that they wanted to join us and, and um, do a bit of antics. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say we want players to do everything to join us and then well, go on, then- he can't do anything to, to get a club who's who's more on the up or doing better than, than we are or slightly higher profile than we are. Yeah, but there's no doubt Coutinho made a t- tantrum uh, during the transfer window. There's no doubt there. I mean, nobody can dispute that. And no, no, I'm not. But I don't think he's doing it right now. There, there's no cause to believe he's doing it right now. He has accepted the fact that, that he is a Liverpool player still and will be for a while and that's it he cannot be sold to Barcelona or any other club in November I generally agree with what you're saying Bez. however I, I'm not keen on players going off on international duty when they're injured um, especially when they play because it it does give a bad impression and also, there's the risk that they're going to get injured again. It, it, used, to, money? it, it used to usually be the case that a player who was um, who was injured up until the point when international duty, often the clubs would um, ask the international team that they aren't considered because, if anything, they're not match fit, right? So, um, well, what about Mane? Yeah. What about Sadio Mane? He was also he came back he played one great game and he he's off he played for his country yeah so he'd already played for Liverpool right I can't say I'm entirely happy about that either I, I just don't think it's right that if especially a player who's had a fairly long-term injury um, suddenly they just come into consideration by the the national team um, yeah it just doesn't sit right right, right with me because the club pays the wages and um, yeah the, the international teams don't have to deal with an in, injured player afterwards it's like oh sorry uh, yeah we got him injured again um, and now you can go back to paying him 150,000 a week while he sits out for the next three months just don't think it's right well, that's true but that should apply to every player 
and because it's Coutinho who has yeah absolutely absolutely that doesn't go just for Coutinho so yeah attention during the summer it's all oh Coutinho is a cunt he's doing this again he's you know why I mean think of Sturridge for example how annoying was that when you know he was in and out with injury and because uh, Hodgson was desperate to cling on to his job he's chucking in Sturridge whenever he can because you know let's face it he gives him a chance of scoring goals and like I said, if Sturridge gets an injury on international duty, he can shrug his shoulders and say, oh, well, never mind, you know what I mean? That's your problem now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit torn on, on, on the thing. I'm, I'm quite sure, especially on the Mane thing, that um, uh, the club uh, were in, 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 in close contact and there's been an agreement that he'd play the game and if they're um, if they were qualified Senegal that uh, he, he would come back to, to Melwood and the club didn't, um, the FA of, of Senegal need to save their face so they'll say he has a slight injury we're qualified so he, he, he won't play the next game and everybody's happy with that and I think something similar will have been uh, discussed with Brazil now, obviously, Brazil is is a bit different. Um, they've always put themselves over the clubs, and they use um, the national team, especially in friendlies, to to showcase um, their players for bigger transfers. You know, at, at times when uh, Brazil is already qualified, they'll um, they'll hand all these debuts to to lads from the Brazil competition. Like from the under twenty ones or call up suddenly, and they all they'll all start because it doesn't matter anyway, and, and that way their market value increases. They've been doing that for ages, so maybe Brazil's is, is slightly different in that. But um, well, you know, he's been out for a couple of weeks, uh, Phil, and he's a player that usually when he's got his um, he's got this injury. He needs a, 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 a few games to get into a, a bit of rhythm again. So, well, what what's the issue that he, he, he finds that rhythm in the Brazil team over the, um, well, the friendly that will be played tomorrow to get Lalana fit? What's the problem there? No, yeah. I mean, it, it, can, it, can, it can work that way as well, can't it? Um, it, it seemed to be positive for Mane last time around, as I recall. But um, yeah, it it just can be a bit of a frustrating situation if, uh, particularly uh, in Coutinho's case, he, it's it it's like the second time now, isn't it? He's gone on international duty when when he's been injured for us. It just doesn't just doesn't look good. I don't think, especially with all of the speculation surrounding him. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that, first, that first break, I think it was just a... He may well have had a back injury during the end of pre-season, but I think that would have cleared up, and then it was just easier and more convenient to keep him out of the picture while the uh, window was open. Um, but I don't have a problem at the moment with him recovering and then getting a bit of game time for Brazil and hopefully finding some match sharpness through it. I don't mind that at all. Um uh, you know, it's kind of. I always worry about that first game back for players because we have to play them, but um, 
you know, like in the Burnley game, he was awful. Team, where he just kept trying to shoot every all the time, and he kept ignoring Robertson on the left and things like that. And those first games back, yeah, they're just uh, not in sync with the team, not sharp. And, uh, and I'd, if he if he's a bit like that for Brazil, I'm quite happy. Um, and he gets that out of his system in that game. I'd rather that than uh, come back and spend the game at Southampton blasting shots from 30 yards out. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, it does look bad, as Jason said. It does look bad uh, given the history, but if you really think about it, that, that that's just it. What Mental said. Yeah, it's a good excuse to fume, though. If you're if you like fuming about Liverpool issues, then uh, there's exactly. a nice one. Exactly. I, I did actually. I have to. I have to confess. I did uh, have an angry rant about it on the site. <laughs> 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 Jason, stay off. I think, I think the Mane one, though, I wonder if that's uh, I wonder if that's a bit of politicking going on on the um, the, the national team front. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I'm not a fan of conspiracy theories. They're usually just too far-fetched to be true. But I just wonder if they're trying to cover themselves with their own fan base. Um, because Mane's obviously their star player. And sending him home early may have been something they'd agree well they, they did mention that we actually sent a physio with him uh, for his internationals and um, I just wonder if, uh, if they just want to save face in terms of sending him back and not playing this game if it's just a nice easy way of doing it by saying that he's you know he's feeling something um, and needs to go back yeah um Oh, uh, I think Mane will be fit to start. He's one of those. He's one of those pretty natural fit players. Is he? <laughs> he's doing a good job of hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, no, I know I mean, he had the, the he, he had the old he had the old knee injury after this this weird tackle that he made. Yeah. Other than that, um, well, this season he had. What's the first one? Was the knee and then a hamstring, which was yeah. on, on on international duty in the 88th minute, two 0 up. I think the club will have called EFA um, quite angrily why they kept him on the pitch, and, and rightly so. What? What this this last game they played? No, no, the um, the, the 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 previous okay. international. Um, the Cape, the Cape Verde one. Yeah, was it yeah. Cape Verde? Don't know. Could yeah, be. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It, it was on for 89 minutes and they were 2 0 up against Cape Bloody Verde. And you keep them on. You keep them on for that. It's just ridiculous. Um, that's it. Yeah, no, that is annoying. Uh, the interesting thing about Mane is he's the one forward that Klopp was resting, wasn't he? He kept bringing him off after about 60 odd minutes um, for two or three games before he got. Is, uh, is Harry on international duty um, against Cape Verde? So he, yes. you know, the others were playing full games, and he no. was the one who ended up getting. Injured, so, has Firmino has Firmino finished the game this season? He's been resting Firmino a whole lot. Has he? Yeah, yeah, he's been taken off. Yeah, yeah, he's he's taken off Salah quite, uh, quite a few times. He, he seems to be trying to be really careful, but I, I think this season he's. 
because of what happened last season with the injury situations and so on, he's seen his key players this year. So last year we had injuries to um, like Matip and Henderson and uh, yeah Mane and and so on, and and it's really like uh, and Coutinho. That, yeah, Coutinho, and it's almost like the core of his team had been taken away, and now he seems to be much more cautious, um, particularly with his his key players where he's because I mean he's rested Henderson a couple of times it's not helped that much <laughs> but uh, yeah it's um, he, he seems to be being much co- more cautious with it this season I think yeah we have well we have a lot of two games a week this season whereas last season we had one game a week so in a lot of respects he didn't really need to take people off early or because they got a week to recover This is true. That uh, helped a lot, but you know, in in terms of squad depth, especially up front, um, we we're much better. Uh, Lalan is coming back. Phil will be back, and um, and we've got uh, uh, Chambo doing really really well. We have things in the periphery, and he scored like 19 goals in a in a six nil win the other day. So he's he's pretty much on fire. So um. Uh, and and uh, Solanke storage is still fit, and and actually in 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 a, in a very decent form as well. So um, you know, squad depth wise, if you look at the upcoming period, which is absolutely mad in terms of uh, games per days, it's like what uh, nine games in thirty days or twenty five games. Yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be absolutely hectic, and we're going to need all these players that I've just just mentioned. Yeah. So so, really, I can't recall Firmino not being taken off. In 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 any game so far. Yeah, but a lot of them are very late in the game, aren't they? Yeah, well, even if it's if it's ten minutes against Hoffenheim and it's. Um, like like twenty minutes against Leicester or, or stuff like that, you know, it's still in in the end he'll be rested like two or three full games just by taking him off early. Well, I think that there's more than one reason for that. Uh, he obviously wants to keep him as fresh as possible while giving the likes of Sturridge and Solanke a few minutes on the pitch, a few minutes. For, for Solanke and obviously a bit more for Sturridge yeah that's a good point uh, something I felt that he didn't do very well last season <laughs> when we were in our in our good patch was um, you know we'd go 3 or 4 nil up and then you think go on give give Origi some time or or Emery and when we got to Christmas and we needed those players they were they looked very rusty so um, yeah I'm all for giving players a bit of time there so, so that they're not just sat on the bench watching teams and then when we do need them around the busy Christmas period they they need to get up to speed yeah and you're seeing the, the, the evidence there with um, with Oxley Chamberlain now he's getting absolutely better game by game yes which is a very positive relief I have to say I mean that was not that, that was not uh not uh, really to see 
earlier, and uh, it's great to see that he, he obviously settles in so quickly. Yeah, club mentioned him that he looked like one of the best players on the um, on in, in in training. And the funny thing is, the other day, um, or at least I read that he was quoted, or at least he was quoted saying um, that the best player he ever managed was uh, Goodson. Yeah. Not sure if he actually said that, but um, I, I can imagine um, him him saying it. Was on like twenty goals and twenty assists in, in in one season or so, and you have to say there is a bit of of Gutter in uh, in in, in Oxley Chamberlain, in the way they move, the, the way they read the game, um, and maybe Chamberlain is a bit deeper lying, um, but that it is the type of player that Klopp really finds a good use for. So, yeah, he's got it. Yeah. And and the funny thing is at at this moment, yeah, he's as prolific as uh, as Sanchez is. Which <laughs> isn't saying much, right? Shh. And he's actually top in the group in um uh, in in the Champions League. Arsenal isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're above Arsenal, so. Um, so Sanchez have, made the poor move. I have to say that that statement of his, where he said that uh, the week after we beat Arsenal, when he said we're, we're on great form after beating Arsenal four 0 <laughs> we'll be looking to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean him having actually played for Arsenal in that game, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That was great, and, and and rightly so that he said that that we were brilliant. But um, well, he he actually played a pretty decent game. I thought he was one of the better um, Arsenal players on the day. Wouldn't say yeah, he was brilliant, but he was um, one of the few who, who actually gave a fuck. Yeah, he tried more than the others. Yeah, which which is fun because most likely he he knew that there's was already a bit of bidding and he already knew what he was going to earn so <laughs> I've always I've seen him do lots of really good things for Arsenal before not that I've watched them a massive amount but when you know I've, I've seen him do some really really good things for them it's just I think his his issue has been over the, the years um, fit, mainly fitness isn't it he's struggled to um, stay fit over a full season um, and just that sort of just I mean, that sort of consistency within games as well. You know, it's like um, you see him do brilliant stuff and then <clears> kind of be a bit brainless. But I think so far the signs. So I think what Klopp's doing with him um, is absolutely right. Where he he's got him in his uh, the same incubator that Moreno was in last season. Um, Mostly, but he's letting him out for five minutes here and there, um, and I think what we've seen from him so far has has been really positive. Yeah, I think I think Klopp doesn't um, he doesn't just change things willy nilly. He kind of uses training, believes in the training, and he makes a decision and he stays with it for quite a while, and things have to really break before he changes again. Uh, um, uh, 
I mean, that was, you know, Moreno not getting any time at all last year was a bit, bit of that. Um, so he won't just, you know, he, he doesn't chop and change the way some people want to see him chop and change. Um, I mean, to be fair, you, you don't see a left back get, uh, I don't know, like last five or ten minutes of the game. No. You change a left back if the the one that started the game is playing poorly or he gets injured. So that's why, that's why uh, it's a different situation for Oxley Chamberlain than it was for Moreno last season. He gave him a few times. He gave him a, a couple of minutes, but more as a left winger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. a bit to show. But well, I mean, it was, it summer, wasn't it? the whole Moreno situation this summer was very weird. Um, and uh, but I mean, he obviously saw, he liked what he saw, and uh, you know, and of course Moreno. Proceeds to get into the Spanish squad, which, by it wasn't a full strength Spanish team. Uh, it, it was, it was absolutely full squad, mate. It was, was, it, um, was it, it was, it was Luis Alberto. It was Aspas. It was um, Pepe Reina. Yeah, so it wasn't the first team Spanish. The first, the top Spanish team was it? I think Aspas and Alberto. Uh, Alberto's only just made the Spanish squad. And and Suso um, as well. But yeah. a, a very so huge like a, Liverpool it influenced. Like it was like a Spanish B team, wasn't it? But uh, but even so, it was still it was still pretty remarkable. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? Alberto, Luis Alberto, and uh, and Suso finally, finally kind of rising up a bit. Um, I, I'm still not convinced they would handle the intensity of of the Premier League. Um, anyway, I'm not sure on um, on Luis Alberto. I think. He, um, I think we we should have used him a lot more in 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 that season uh, where everything went wrong. I think Aspas should have been. I don't know if anyone's going to laugh now. Actually, I think Aspas should have been used more. I think uh, you know I was talking about earlier la last season when Klopp was using um, not beginning of the season not making enough use of Emre and Origi um, to to keep them in the frame, and I think. Rogers made a similar mistake uh, with Aspas and um, Victor Moses because his, I mean, the first team was so good, right, but he, he kind of kept them out there and those two never really got any game time and then when he did need to make a change, he was sort of not confident to bring anyone on because they'd not played at all. Well, I have to disagree with you there, Jason. I think uh, Aspas got... No, no. Fair, no, a fair bit of game game time early in the season when Suarez was still suspended. Yeah, ab absolutely. Yeah, he played it. He played him for five. You know, he signed him, and he just comes. We we know how long. So um, you think about say Firmino, for example. No. It was really sort of after Christmas in his first season when he really started to perform. Aspas was given a few games at the beginning of the season, and Rogers was just like straight away, no, he's shit. And he's out of the squad, and you don't see him pretty much again until he turns up and takes a corner. <laughs> yeah, fa famous last moment. I think I, I like uh, I, I think I, I like Jose Enrique's uh, free kick e e even more in in that sense. That was even worse. I'm really really thrilled that he's picking up his form again in Spain, and that he's doing really well. But uh, when he was playing. 
for Liverpool, I always got the impression we were playing with 10 men. It just w- wasn't <laughs> there. It did absolutely nothing on the pitch. Yeah, but he was, I mean, you think about it, he was a young player. Um, can someone remind me which club he came from again? Because uh... Deportivo. No, no, he went there on loan. Um, wasn't yeah. he from, from Barcelona? Who are you talking about, by the way? Aspas or Luis Alberto? Yeah, As- Aspas, yeah. Aspas came from Aspas. Celta de Vigo. Yeah, yeah, from Celta. <clears throat> oh, is it? Uh, okay. No, I thought he came from somewhere else. Never mind. Um, he, yeah. he went uh, back to Valencia on loan. They bought wait, him for four million and Celta paid six for him. He's back in Celta. Seville on loan. Oh, Seville. Yeah, not Valencia, it's Seville. Uh, I, I saw an I, I saw an interview with him when they were he was just uh, wasn't he gonna play against United in the um Europa League? Yeah, 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 yeah he was. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he he spoke really well about the club, and I thought fair play to him because, from you know, from a fan's point of view, it looked like he must have had a a terrible time. But he said he still enjoyed the experience and everything like that. And uh, yeah, it, it's it sounded really good. And I, I just I just think he was a bit unlucky that he was a, a young player coming to a different country. It's difficult to for some of them to adapt, and. Um, he was chucked in at the deep end early and then not really given another chance. I just think it was a, a waste of a potentially good resource from my point of view. He, he wasn't a young player. I think he was 26 or 27 when he came. So he wasn't young. Yeah, he wasn't it, really it, that young, but... He seemed to struggle with the physicality and he just the speed of the play just seemed to t- uh, catch him out. It just seems like he just wasn't quite there. It um, went past him. The whole play went past him. Just yeah. like he wasn't there. Yeah, he, he scored one against uh, a League Two side or something. Yeah. Yeah, but, and he's done really well. He didn't do so well at Seville, but he moved back to Celta and he's just started scoring goals again. And he's, you know, it just seemed to suit, it seems to really suit him there. And so, it's a, yeah, it's just a strange thing. He brought as a third choice, you know. I mean, if you think about what Swansea did, they brought, do you remember they bought, was it Nishi? Was it that, that forward they brought? Um, who had an absolute purple patch in that one season? Yeah, yeah, like he, he scored like like fifteen hundred. He scored like yeah. fifteen hundred in in, in in his first season, and then he just stopped. Yeah, probably not win. And it, it was it was bizarre because I mean, it's the same story as Aspas. Really, really good numbers in the Spanish league. He was kind of below all the absolute elite players, but he was kind of the best of all the the, the goal scorers below. And uh, yeah, I think Swansea picked him up for like two million, uh, and then the next season Arsenal wanted him for wanted to pay twenty odd million for him. And Swansea wouldn't sell him, and then he just completely went off the boil and just just it was, it was done. He just he got one season and that was it, and he didn't see anything from him again. So it's just really weird sometimes how these things work out. Um, but uh, just just going back to our current squad, um, I think we're a lot of them going to get game time now um, you know because we're starting this this period as you say a game every three or four days and right through into January um, so we're going to have to see a lot more of, of the squad players you know and obviously um, Oxlade and Blood stepping up is going to be important um, you're going to see Sturridge getting game time I think um, you're going to have to pick the games for him Solanke's going to see time on the pitch as well and um, 
I think uh, well, Trent's playing the uh, Champions League games, which is a good thing. And you've got to be a little bit careful. He's only just turned 19, so you kind of got to be a bit careful. If you think you really this season, you'd only expect 10, maybe a dozen appearances from him through the season at this age of 18. You know, he's going to have he's going to have that many appearances come January, I reckon. And um, you know, if we played Gomez twice twice a week, I think that might we not might not be able to do that for too long either. So once the Champions League stuff is over, you know, Trent's going to have to play a, a role in the festive period as well. And um, we, I, I can't, I, I, I think we're going to, we're going to have to buy, a, we may well have to buy a right back in January at this rate. Because Klein now had a bit of surgery and he's out until February. So, you know, do you, do you buy a centre-back um, and leave Gomez as a, as a right back, or do you buy a right back and a centre back? I would definitely not buy a right back. Gomez is doing really well. Uh, he needs the games at his age, you know, just to develop in 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 in, in a real centre back. He just needs games and and duels to to actually get stronger, fitter, better. Um, he needs to be in all those situations. And he can do that really well. Uh, um, developing uh, a bit of a partnership with Matip, yeah on the other end on, on, on a different side in a different way but it, it still is um, you know um, they're still learning from each other how do they deal with certain situations Sorry. at certain points you got Trent who's shown at Champions League level that uh, he's really good and and you, you, and you still have Flanagan oh dear so, I mean, this is the Jamie, Ca- get- Jamie Carragher played for years, didn't he, at right back? Um, I mean, it was always thought that you'd eventually switch to centre back, but uh, it is it is a legitimate technique to get a young player into into the side, and it could pay a benefit in the end because um, I mean, you'd almost want to use him at centre back at the moment, wouldn't you? Uh, uh, with with Lovren's form, it's just but we've we've said it often enough. I think probably Klopp's a bit reluctant to play Trent and uh, Gomez in, in a back line that, that would that would um, be a bit worrying I think Sergio Ramos also played as a fullback for a few seasons Frank yeah, Debord did as well De- Danny Blind yeah. um, it's standard practice for a young centre-back to start fullback, but uh, or, or go to a, uh, you know, the Portuguese league or something but um, um, the problem is we've got to get through the season. Yeah, the second half of the season is the business end of the season where you can't afford to uh, you can't afford to take so many quite so many risks and chances, and uh, uh, it really counts quite often. Uh, the young I, I wouldn't... Give time in the first half of the season you can't give them time in the second half of the season because you can't afford it. Um, well, why so, can't you? Why? Because there's so much on the line, right? You make mistakes early in the season, you've got you can catch up. Second half of the season, you can't afford mistakes. Trent is very young still, and I don't know. Are, you, are we going to be? If you're relying on Gomez and Trent for all of the second half of the season, I mean, I just don't see Flanagan as a realistic backup. Knowing what we know of Klopp, he's not going to buy a player for the short term, right? I mean, it, uh, loaning someone would probably make more sense if he was really worried about. Um, 
Gomez and Trent playing at right back. I I can't see him by... I mean, remember, he's also got the other option. If he was really worried about it, he would play Millie there, wouldn't he? Um, he would be doing that already, I assume, if... Uh, He's been mentioning Flanagan. He's been mentioning Flanagan quite a while, <laughs> quite quite a few times. And um, uh, Critchley also mentioned Flanagan and Ings as very important players for the under twenty threes. Yeah, all this rumor about Ings going on loan, I almost feel like Ings would be quite a good um, standing for Firmino, actually. To you know, so we don't flog Firmino into the ground. Because I hope we don't send him on loan. Yeah, he's got the hustle, isn't he, that Firmino has, um, and, and an eye for goal as well. I'll be interested to see how he'd get on. I think given his in, his, how long he was off with injury, it's. Uh, I think we talked about it in the summer, didn't we, that it, it, to me it makes sense that until Christmas at least, he, you know, you don't even think too much about him, it's all about him just like getting back up to fitness and that sort of thing, but potentially can potentially become become available from then and uh, I wouldn't want to send him on loan I, I think it'd be much better maybe maybe you can play in the um, FA Cup or something and see see how he does yeah I'd certainly like to see him in the Firmino role see how he gets on but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up going on loan I, uh, I, I really would like to see him to go on loan to a Premier League uh to a Premier League team. Yeah. Newcastle and Southampton are looking for strikers. Yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah. and I, I the best part is that these are teams that with a, a real striker with Danny Ings quality, say double figure, figures in the Premier League, you can actually um, uh, Get Tony they, they, can, they can take off points from the likes yeah. of Arsenal and United and, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're thinking like that, Eric. <laughs> and get and get Tony Pillars relegated. <laughs> and get Tony Pillars relegated. I would absolutely it's, love that. It's Rafa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 great if he plays like like eighteen twenty games for Rafa. That will benefit him yeah. really well. If he plays for uh, Huddersfield, that would fit him really real, really well. Yeah, I'd like a Huddersfield or a Bournemouth somewhere where they. Yeah, yeah, they Bo- Bo- Bournemouth as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Southampton as well, and they really need some some attacking force. Yeah, it might actually. You know what? Uh, that might be quite a good uh, card to play for us to get. Hang on, hang on. We can't. We can't send him. <laughs> we can't send him to Southampton. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> get Van Dijk in. That would be well, Yeah, if it were a bridge to getting Van Dyke fair at fair one, but if it's not, then fuck them, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let him go to someone just before he plays against Southampton. <laughs> yeah. Make a fuss about them tapping him up. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That would actually be, be pretty pretty funny. I'd absolutely love that. If we struck a deal to, for him to go on loan, and then tell Rafa, no, no, wait, just wait, pick him up tomorrow, it'll be fine, and then um, <laughs> and then we just call the Premier League and saying, what did Southampton do? 
They tapped him up, really? Did he? Did they know? <laughs> Uh, hang up, hang up the phone, and and call Rafa and say he's on his way. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm not sure I'm a fan of Klopp's uh, ideas about the loan system. You know, because typically you would, you know, a 20 year old Gomez, you would typically send him on loan to go and get a year, you know, at another club, uh, playing week in week out, getting his concentration and his focus, and getting all the mistakes out of his the basic mistakes out of his system. You know, a loan's perfect for that, and you then you buy a, a proper understudy for Klein. Yeah, yeah, that is that is uh, that is a typical difference, and and Christian will back me up here. Um, this is a typical difference between and uh, Fed as well, by the way. Um, the the typical difference <laughs> between the English and uh, and the continental and the continental teams. We play our youngsters, and we play them through um, through the harder parts where they will learn and we all accept that that happens in Germany that happens in, 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 in Serbia that happens in Spain happens in Holland all the time and we've always yeah. done that in, in in a team that does pretty well to reasonably well to very good to have a youngster play <clears throat> like like Trent the few Thanks. games in the Champions League Trent will learn more from than playing 20 games Actually, you don't want to know what happens in Serbia. Lonely uh, <laughs> out, Gomez. I think at this point, I mean, Klopp, Klopp's ideas and his style aside, uh, we've seen. I mean, we need to take into consideration what's happening with Lovren. We need to uh, take into consideration what's happening with Klein. It just wouldn't make any sense to send out send out a player that can play center back and right back out at this point. I think Gomez is a very, very necessary player at the moment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think I wouldn't um I to me it doesn't make sense at the moment because he's 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 good enough um, to play Premier League football. He's um he's already proven that before a couple of you know, before he got injured playing for Rogers, uh he played really well at left back, which is nowhere near his his best position um he looked i thought he looked very comfortable for england the other night as well he's uh, so it's when when a youngster is that talented i think you i mean even uh, he, what surprised me this season has been his um attacking contribution actually one of the good things about playing right back is is that he learns something about that part of the game maybe becomes a more rounded footballer um, than he would do if he just stuck to playing centre-back. Because I think sometimes with young players, they can get a bit pigeonholed into a role really early. And you, you can really see with um, both Trent and Gomez that they're, they're really good footballers, regardless, I think, of whether you were to play them um, in midfield or uh, in defence. So, yeah... Um, I think both of them. It's just because they're so talented. It's the the only thing I might consider would be if they could go somewhere um, like like Holland or Portugal maybe and play for a top, you know, play for one of the top clubs, um, where they're they're playing in that sort of style where they're used to winning. Um, they've got to, you know, they've got to learn to be have the concentration because 
you might only have to defend for 10 minutes of the game and and that sort of thing <laughs> I don't think it's good to send them I don't think they always learn an awful lot they go to a championship club what what has that got to do with playing in the Premier League it's so different um, they can go and play for a Burnley or somewhere like that where they're defending for 80 minutes in a game and really really deep again I don't think they, they learn enough uh, how can they get similar practice to playing for a club like Liverpool without playing for us and we used to do this in the 80s right I mean you you would um, you'd, you'd play a young player but you you'd say okay we can carry one guy I mean you don't want to play too many youngsters at once but you can have one one youngster in the team especially in the some of the cups and stuff and try them out yeah, well, what, what Klopp does is, is I think pretty obvious and very simple um, he plays the youngsters where, where the youngsters are good enough and where the opportunities in the team are given um, <clears throat> where has he played those youngsters regularly I mean it's, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold <clears throat> and it's Joe Gomez and it's on the right side of defence and uh, there were obviously opportunities he used to play them there um, with Ben Woodburn, for example. He's a hugely talented player, but he's not yet good enough for the Premier League as a starter or as a regular. And there are plenty of, of senior players in those positions who uh, fit the role better at the moment. Uh, also with Ryan Kent, who had to be sent out on loan and um, on the left. And uh, even though Ryan Kent made a very good impression in the preseason, for example, against Bayern Munich, and also about uh, Divo Corrigi, because we had... Uh, yeah, or we are having so many so many strikers that someone had to go. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's uh, um, yeah uh, pretty simple and and uh, make really makes sense what Klopp does at the moment there. Well, it can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rigi. I think wanted to play. He wanted to play. Otherwise, he wasn't going to go to the World Cup next summer. So he yeah, needed to be playing course. all the time. So that was you know yeah, they're all individual cases. I agree with that. Um, there isn't a blanket rule. Um, I, yeah, I just, I mean, if you think about Joe Gomez, right, he had his injury, he got over it last, about a year ago, uh, he played for us in the Cups in January, he was absolutely goddamn awful, um, having just come back from a, a, a year out, um, and then we didn't really see him for the rest of the season, because obviously the stakes are too high to bring him in and try him in the league. Um, and so that, for me, would have been a perfect time uh, in the summer for him, for Gomez to have gone out on loan. You know, he does he does make some fairly basic mistakes, but that's and it's not you, you can't hammer him for it because he's twenty years old and he's been, you know, he's missed two years of football. So for that, so that's why for me he's a really good candidate to go out on loan, and we should have bought another another right back. Considering we couldn't find one centre back to come in, we would then have had to find two, wouldn't we? <laughs> we'd have to find another a right back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, Klopp has you know made his decisions on it, and you know, if maybe after a few months, perhaps the mistakes disappear. You know, it's it's hard to know, isn't it? In many ways you'd expect him to continue making mistakes because he's only 20 years old. So I'd expect a couple of years, a couple of seasons of, uh, of sort of learning making mistakes. But um, anyway, that's what he decided. So that's what we have to live with. Um, and just hope he doesn't make too many mistakes. 
Yeah, of course. But I think, I think that centre back thing is probably worth. I was listening to the Anfield Rap podcast today, um, and they were bemoaning the centre back situation from the summer again. Um, it's just it's that's become a favourite a favourite moan for Liverpool fans this, this season because we didn't didn't buy <laughs> one. But it is tough to fill that position because if you haven't groomed a captain like you know a, a, a leader of that back line. If you haven't groomed one over the two or three seasons, um, at some point you have to go out and buy buy that leader of that back line, right? Go and find your Philip Lahm type thing, um, and it's you know in our case we couldn't get the one we wanted, and there aren't a whole lot of candidates out there for that that kind of role. You know, and people were saying, oh, well, we should have upgraded on on Clavin. Well. In many ways, Lovren is an upgrade on Clavin, you know. So you'd end up with another Lovren who may not make the same mistakes, but would have his own set of uh, foibles. So it was a bit of a tough situation, really, in many respects, because to find that that guy who can lead the line, who can play a high line, has the speed, has the aerial game, um, who's potentially captain the material, you know, I I don't think you could buy uh, find uh, five centre backs who would, who would fill that list. Yeah, I, I completely agreed on with Klopp on that, and he obviously meant five who are available as well, who are playing at yeah. a club where you can say we are an upgrade. You're happy to come, and people are throwing yeah. in Bonucci. Bonucci didn't want to leave Italy. That rules him out for any other club than any of the Italian teams. He yeah. didn't want to move yeah. to England. That makes him a non-available player. Well. Was that fair? Uh, uh, to back you guys up as well, I mean, uh, other clubs who've bought centre backs this season, ha- they haven't necessarily done that well, have they? Um, I, th- I think Rudiger's being left out at Chelsea at the moment, and uh, or on the bench at least, and uh, Lindelof is not even in the squad at, at United. So um... I think Lindelof is a perfect player for United. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... He fits Lindelof the level. Of, he fits the level of overpaid players, who really aren't that really good. <laughs> Lindelof's twenty-two. Davison Sanchez twenty-one. You, you can't bring them in as our as our line leaders, as our as as the marshals. No, I, I would have. I would have liked Sanchez. Um, I but he's twenty-one he was, years old, so he can't yeah. fill that role we're looking for. You know, and we've got a a youngster. His name's Joe Gomez. He's our youngster, sort of thing. Um, yeah, so ideally yeah. you want someone around 25, 26, don't you? Because that's where a lot of the core of our squad are at the moment. Yeah, well, we, because you need that leadership role. You need someone who's going to displace Lovren. He's got to be a mature player, and he's got to be very good. Um, so you know that rules out the Sanchez's and the and the and the Lindelof type of players who you've got to develop for a couple of seasons. How it is is too slow to play the high line for Klopp. Um, you know, and uh, Koulibaly, well, Koulibaly can look like a combination between Lovren and Saka at times. You know, he's, he's not a bad defender, but it wouldn't surprise me if people, if we, if he came here and we spent 60 million on him and uh, he ended up looking like Saka or Lovren half the time. You know, half the time fans would complain he looks like Saka, half the time they complain he looks like Lovren because he does have that in him. <laughs> it's amazing how he seems to be a combination of those two players. Uncanny. <laughs> I, I would say though that uh, I wouldn't have mind us going for Koulibaly um, 
because yeah, we're obviously you... light at centre back. Kuribali seemed available. Um, you, you never know what's 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 happening. He could have turned us down. We could have informed, and he he could have said, um, "Not considering you, I would join United. I would join Chelsea. Um, yeah. I might be." Uh, persuaded to, to play for Arsenal if, if they qualify next season for the Champions League again um, the others are teams that I don't feel are uh, protecting me enough Yeah, I'd be totally in, in, in okay with that if you're as a player thinking that is not a project that I'm interested in yeah I mean, you, there's you, no you, way you, looking. at that top level you get to choose two or three times and you need to choose well yeah I mean, Van Dijk was right to, to choose us you know um, at at City um, would he have improved them a whole lot don't think so um, they obviously have company Stones is there as well um, he, he, Stones is still terrible oh he's, <laughs> still he's, terrible. he's as well and he's the same he's as Sterling they're doing absolutely not a good defender. Jones is, uh, Stones is absolutely brilliant this season, though. Not as defend, not as defender. I mean, he's yeah, been yeah, very he protective. This season. He's very protective. He's got a defender either side of him, and he's got Fernandinho in front of him. He's completely protective. He's a good ball player. He's good on the ball, but as a defender, I still, I, I no, still... he's, he's he's doing really well in uh, in the front foot defending bit. Um, well, the whole team. No, the whole team is. I mean, you know, I they, don't see them. They found they found a way to use him, haven't they? It's a bit like what uh, Chelsea did with David Luiz. I mean, he was always talked about as being the PlayStation defender or whatever. But suddenly, yeah. you stick him in a back three, and it makes more. I think for both of them, there's a similar situation actually. Uh, the problem is, is when they leave the back line, um, it leaves it leaves them exposed, doesn't it? Especially if they get caught in possession. Yeah. But if you yes. do that in a three, suddenly you can, uh, so he can step out and help Fernandinho, who, who otherwise has got quite a lot of work to do, rather like Henderson at Liverpool. And um, they've got this sweeper keeper who, who makes it more relaxed for, yeah. you know, um, if you go back to the Newcastle game, and by the way, Mental, um, it, everybody who listens to this, if you haven't read the um, article Mental put out on, on the website today, go and read it's a brilliant read about the midfield um, there's a picture of um, basically what, what he's describing is how have we um, been dealing with the fluent midfield and how have Emre Chan and, and Gini Wijnaldum um, been doing in, in, a, in a bit of a defensive role um, there's a Newcastle game when Oldham doesn't do the absolute right thing and he, he doesn't close them down but the pass comes and the pass is, is, is a bit deeper Edison would have been out there and blocked him yeah he takes a high risk um, but that is fine that relaxes Martip and Lovren because they know they're not the only ones that need to be back there and, and hope that it'll be it'll be okay so that's an, another game where I think Carrius might have been our better option and Carrius in the long run might actually be the right decision to, to, to have him play I'm not saying Meigs is, is having an, a, a terrible season far from 
you know, one or two poor games. Um, like the Spurs game was 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 really shit, but overall he's he's been okay. But Carriers is is a player that complements the the style that we play and helps the back two a whole lot more. I I I disagree a bit on Mignolet because I think the reason we he's right the reason one of the reasons we concede so many because he's so rooted to his goal line he's so afraid to leave his goal line and uh, you, you know you've mentioned the sweeper keeper thing you see lots of goalkeepers they play like this now where they come out and like you say it's risky but um, when your defence is playing so high up you can't just stick on your your goal line because um, I, I, I think we didn't get in, in the West Ham the West Ham game I, I just kind of felt like he he really that there were several opportunities where you like think just just get out close down the player don't let him have an easy shot do you know what I mean it's it's very very frustrating and I think um, I've mentioned it before he he concedes an awful lot uh, of shots again uh, now, as a team, we don't let the opposition have many chances, but when they do get a chance, they nearly always score. And I think the, uh, Mignolet is a big part of that because he he doesn't come out and close down the angle that the striker's got to, um, uh, so so that they've just got the whole goal to aim at rather than a small part of it when he's come down and closed the angle for them. I think you're being a bit unfair to 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 Mignolet. <laughs> this. I mean, we're talking about a goalkeeper, and uh, you know, his first and foremost job is to to save shots. And we all know that Mignolet is a great shot stopper. And I don't think uh, we we all know why Klopp uh, wanted Carius in the first place. I agree with Eric that there are situations where Carius probably would have reacted better than than Mignolet, like that that Newcastle situation. I mean. Uh, coming out and and trying to intercept that pass would certainly give a goalkeeper a better chance to to do something. But uh, I mean, we've seen what happened when we played in Moscow against Spartak. Uh, a goalkeeper, first of all, needs to learn how to save shots, and that was appalling from Karius. Yeah. I'm not saying Karius is the answer, by the way, because <laughs> I, I have exactly the same opinion as you. It's almost like you say, "Well, I like this. I like the stuff that Karius does, but the fact that he can't show, you know, if he can't save that, then God." Ugh. We can we can all agree that Ederson is a fantastic keeper, but how many Edersons are there? Can we? Every, every every other t- club in the top six has managed to find someone, haven't they? A lot better than. Not, but not not like that. I mean, if you if you take a look at the hair, he's a fantastic keeper. But but does he come out that often? As, as he that does. He does. But, no, no, but he, he doesn't need to because they he play with does. with a defensive yeah, midfield. What what he does with his positioning, though, Vez? Do you remember the game? Uh, I think you mentioned it earlier, it might have been before we started recording, um, when uh, they beat us 3-0. Um, if you're talking about that certain situation, I think he was uh, abysmally no, positioned in, in that I think situation. It, I think it might have been Balotelli in that game, actually, had about three chances to... They, yeah. scored, they had three yeah. shots on the and scored three no, goals, no, right? Came in later, um, yes, he missed, missed several, and he yeah. did make uh, one brilliant save. But 
in that no, it's not the thing is, it's not the same. That's, that's not where showed how poor his his positioning can be at, at times when he does come out, when he does try to intercept. I mean, Sterling got around him like he wasn't even there. The fact that Sterling messed it up later—that's well down to down to Sterling's inability to take advantage well, of, of his own pace. But it, it was actually appalling positioning from the hair. And playing for United, especially with with Mourinho at the helm, he doesn't need to. And he seems like an even. Yeah, but hang on, when Van Hal was there, uh, uh, it was different because it was rather the opposite of. Um, our situation then they were actually conceding quite a lot of chances and he he was making a lot of saves and i think it can mainly comes down to his positioning um what yeah. goalkeepers over the last year so saves, i think when we talk he didn't need saves, to make fantastic saves all the time when we talk about saves i agree with you he is very good at positioning himself to to save a shot but that's not what we're talking about when we're talking when we're comparing minulet to current we're, we're talking about the goalkeeper leaving his box, playing as that sweeper keeper. Yeah, like, no, I'm not, I'm not just, I, I, it's not just about leaving the box. I mean, even, uh, even just his goal line would be nice. Even within the area, he doesn't want to, so it's like just closing up that space between the centre-back and the goal. It's just like once the centre-back's been beaten and they've got a clear run on goal, he's not reacted quickly enough to go in closed down the space right he's just stayed on the goal line so they've got the whole goal to aim at but and uh, i can't remember which game he did that in recently but it was really annoying me that's true but all i'm saying is if we had the herring goal we would still be saying that uh i don't know had it been carius he would have probably intercepted that pass when we (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not it's ridiculous but 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 it doesn't make less any less true. How do how do we how do we uh, how does Carriers get promoted to the first team? Can you see it happening this season? Because there's two things, right? Now he's playing the Champions League games, but it's a soft group. So in the new year, if we're we're into the business end of the Champions League, does he keep that place and play against the let's say we get drawn against Barcelona or someone like that? Does he keep the place? I think it mainly depends on whether he he, he learns how to save save shots. Well, that's not, that's but with it, with the group we've got, are we are we going to see? Are we going to find out what is what he's really like as a keeper, given how soft the group is? Well, unfortunately for him, we've seen quite a few things from him last season, uh, in that early part of the season. Yeah. So how? How does how how do we see him move to the first team? Can you see it happening this season, or does it? Do we wait till next season for it to happen? It takes of either Mignolet or Carriers if if uh, they are going to going to be replaced in their uh, in their competitions track. Um, it was club system it's at Dortmund to keep um, um, uh, Langerak and and Weidenfeller in their respective uh, cup comp or, or uh, league competitions, and it, he, he is doing exactly the same. Here at Liverpool, and then both Carriers and Mignolet, as as long as they do reasonably reasonably well, and don't make big mistakes or get injured, they will keep their places until the the bitter end. I can promise you that. And, yeah. and, and so rightly so. 
So we don't yeah. see Kepes in the league until next season at the earliest. It basically depends on, on how poor Miggs will be doing. If he has two or three games in a row where he has absolute howlers, um, he has to react. Yeah. If 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 yeah. Miggs has a poor game every four or five games and for the rest he's adequate to okay um, with the occasional worldy land that he has in him, I'm okay with that. Um, and and club club won't change him as well. So if everything goes well, what's the situation next season? D- depends on what happens. Depends on on what Ward will do. Depends on um, how happy Carriers is with just that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a. I mean, it's the whole goal, goalkeeping situation is a, is a strange one. I, I don't I didn't I, I don't like Ward being kept on and not getting game time. Um, and perhaps that changes with the FA Cup. I think it would be far more useful for Ward to have gone out to Huddersfield, played the season, and see how he gets on in the Premier League, makes the adjustment to the Premier League, uh, you know, at, at Huddersfield or somewhere like that, um, and then, and then Klopp can carry on working with Minoulet and Carius, and uh, next summer he then has something more solid to go on, if if he thinks he can make a decision on Ward, does Ward become a real contender? Um, you know, and he's taken that sh- that away from himself as an option now, because I, pers- uh, I, personally, think, I personally think that that uh, Ward um, will replace either Carriers or Mignolet if either of, of those two uh, fucks it up or gets injured, and not uh, not um, uh, playing Carriers or Mignolet respectively for for all the games if one of those uh, has to be pensioned or gets injured. Ward will play in the FA Cup, and but it could also be that Ward, because um, I, I don't think he's cup tied for the FA Cup, um, he might be um, he might be going on loan. Grabara has shown a lot, um, and, and Shamal George also is he's coming back from injury, and and both of them showed that they could do that, you know, third goalkeeper. Um, it's it's a risk, um, it, it's a risk assessment, and are you willing to take that? Well, that's that's going to be their decision, but um, I'm I'm quite sure that one or two lads in 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 the upcoming window will say, all right, Jurgen, um, not playing, um, I I'm I'm not okay with that. One or two games for the for for the rest of the season just won't cut it for me. Um, now Ward won't need to play because, well, Wills isn't going to the World Cup. Um, Carriers isn't, isn't, was he considered for the, um, for the national team, Chris, when he played at Mainz? Um, I, I, I can't, I can't really remember. He was never uh, really a serious contender, I think, because uh, Neuer was, uh, Neuer was always number one, and uh, then um, Castegen and uh, yeah, Sieber or Adler for number three. Wasn't it Le- Leno as well? Yeah, that Leno in between also. Yeah. yeah so so Carriers was was somewhere behind in the packing order, and uh, uh, never got through. 
Is, is Trapp a German keeper, Christian? Um, I can't even remember at the moment. The the, the lad from uh, from from uh, Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. I think yeah. at the yeah. moment. Uh, I think he is. Der Stegen is number one. In the uh, yeah. sense of, of uh, Neuer. Yeah, but Neuer will be fit somewhere around this year, won't he? Well, it takes longer. It has been been reported here in the media that uh, his injury might take even longer than expected. I didn't know he had uh, to deal with the uh, Liverpool medical team. <laughs> he broke his foot or something, and uh, it takes much longer than expected. Well, originally it was his shoulder, and now his foot is broken. Boom. Well, they must have worse, um, right? Because we we signed some of their medical medical team, didn't we? When we uh... yeah, yeah, they went backwards. And... Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're probably worse there now. <laughs> yeah, Bayern Munich has now re-employed uh, Dr. Müller Wolfhardt at 75 years of age. <laughs> 75. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Perhaps he uh, operated on the wrong foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have really bloody pots. It's cheaper getting, getting the, the retired people, you know. <laughs> It's like they have Roy Bloody Hodgson as their manager. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you buy it was way better than Hodgson. Yeah, it was so annoying when Palace didn't get something from that Spurs game. Uh, they were so close. Zaha had an empty net to pass the ball into and missed. And they had a really good back post header later in the game. Um, mm. They were so close to getting something against Spurs. It would have been so good that it would have been very, very useful for us. But, uh, there you go. And talking about operations, apparently Klein's just this week just had a uh, a minor back operation, some corrective surgery. Um, yeah, and he'll be out for another three yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. I read some funny comments about it. Um, some guy on some useless blog was saying he'd heard a rumour in the summer that Klein had been busted for drugs and the club were just trying to keep it quiet and hushed up, which is why he's not playing. Um, and someone responded to him and said that's that's pretty defamatory you need to back that up with a source and he responded Ewan from work (laughs) (laughs) well that that brings us back to the original point about Coutinho Uh, there's always a content work uh, thinks he knows best Um, (laughs) And uh, on, 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 on that, uh, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank uh, Mental, I want to thank Fez, I want to thank Christian, and uh, obviously Jason, who was the diet quote cunt. Um, we will be uh, back <laughs> with more recordings and more podcasts. See you in a bit. Cheers. Bye. That's what I call action. (laughs) 